2: Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Welcome to Hi everybody, this is Gary. And Dane,
3: welcome to Access Consciousness on Voice America. How you doing in this amazing new year? I don't know about you all, but twenty thirteen has been pretty phenomenal for me so far. What about you guys? Uh, that's because you've been out jet skiing every friggin' day. Yeah, exactly. I figured, you know, 2012, I worked my butt off. Now I'm going to play my butt off. You know, if you're not going to have a butt, you might as well
4: have it because you played so hard. Played so hard instead of worked so hard. And, yeah, uh, big, yeah. you
3: know, I figure I'll, I'll intersperse that with all this all this
4: work I get to do. Okay, cool. I like it. Hey, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I think is really cool is it's like our topic today is about, you know, creating greater connection to your body. and one of the things that was true for me, uh, is that I, you know, it's like for a long time, I hated having a body. It was like an awful thing and I spent as much time out and away from my body as possible. But part of that was because I was in intense pain all the time. I, when I was in my, uh, uh you know, when I was like 19 or 20, I went to work at a horse farm. And I, I was six foot tall. I went hundred and I weighed 120 pounds and I was lifting bales of hay that were 125 bale, you know, pounds each. So you that were basically like, lifting your body weight over and over and over, over and, and over and over, and, and, over yeah. and over and over. And it's like, and what happened over time is, of course, I got to the point. It's like I used to go to bed at night and I'd try to lie down and my back would be arched so far off the bed that I could not get my back on Ooh. the bed. And it would take me like 20 to 30 minutes of concentrated effort to relax oh. and relax and relax to get to the point where I could get my back down onto the bed and then go to sleep. Wow. So I'd been in you know, pain for a long, long time. And uh, with that kind of pain, you just figure ways to handle it. And the way I handled it was by getting so far out of my body that I couldn't feel it. And it's like a whole lot of people, I think, get to that point so that's kind of that thing that that where people say oh you're disconnected from your body
3: or, yeah or and,
4: you're not grounded oh oh boy that yeah no, that one makes me crazy that one I is that one.
3: oh man i know because yeah. when some whenever somebody tells you that they're just trying to they're just telling you how wrong you are yeah from their point of view of how you should be that you're not being
4: well yeah. you're
3: not grounded it's like well would an infinite being truly be grounded or is that what you get when you're six years old or 15 and you're bad and do something wrong and your parents ground you exactly it means you can't leave your room you can't have any fun and you can't have any friends over
4: yeah well it's like right. you know it's like but the thing is that what you can't have is a friendship with your body right and that's really sort of the most imperative part of this is to recognize the need to have friendship with your body and it's amazing to me how few people do Isn't that the truth? And most people, most,
3: it's interesting. It's most people seem to have a, most people either, they go back and forth between not even recognizing they have a body, not noticing it, and absolutely not wanting one. Yeah. It's like they they have this idea that if I didn't have a body, well, then I wouldn't be limited. I could be the infinite being I am. Well,
4: every church, cult, and religion out there tells you that your body is this like useless piece of debris. That, you know, it's like, if you didn't have it, it wouldn't get in the way of you, the infinite being, being great. And it's sort of like, uh, wait a minute. Why would you have a body in the first place? Now, one of the things in working with you, Dane, is like, because you like your body, and because it's like, I've watched you do all kinds of weird things with your body. (laughs) You know, it's like, I get pictures of, uh, you know, like, um, well, like Harry Houdini stuff, you know, like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. I like yeah. That. Cirque du Soleil kind of stuff. That's pretty weird. Yeah. That's, a kind of but <laughs> it's actually the weird. Yeah. You know, it's like one of the weird things is Dane and I used to go work out and we'd walk into the gym to work out. And suddenly Dane was four inches shorter than me literally without literally. even recognizing it or realizing it. Yeah. And and it's like after about the fifth time I looked at him and said, can I ask you a question? And he goes, sure. What I said, have you always worked out with guys that were bigger than you? And he goes, yeah. Why? I said, because we walk in the gym and you're always four inches shorter than me. And instantaneously, without him moving a single solitary muscle in his body, he was my height again.
3: Yeah. And I was looking in his eyes again. And I didn't realize it ever until this moment when Gary asked me this question. But I was like looking at his chin, basically. So I was standing here, standing next to him there in the gym. And I didn't realize I was actually looking at his chin. And he said that, and all of a sudden I was looking him in the eyes because we're about the same height. And I went, oh, my, what just happened?
4: Yeah. I went, how the heck did you do that? No, this is because... funny because – oh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. That's right.
3: No, you said, how the heck did I do that? I'm like, uh, I don't even wh- – did that really happen was what I was looking at. Like, yeah. really? And it's interesting because I said this in a class shortly after this happened. I talked about this happening in a class, and there was one guy in there who was just – judgmental. He was a skeptic about everything. He wasn't there for possibilities. He was there to try to kill as many possibilities as possible. And he went, I don't believe it. So I stood up and I went, oh, really? And I stood up and he stood up next to me and my body shrunk down another four inches because he was a lot shorter than me. My body shrunk down four inches when he stood up next to me and I went, you still don't believe it. And all of a sudden my body went to its normal height. And he looked at me and his mouth gaped open and everybody else in the class looked and went. And I did, too, because I don't know why. I don't know how. It's just something my body does. And I've seen other people who do that or something similar. Yeah. And, and you, there are a lot of
4: people it. who do that. And I got to tell you, I don't even
3: know it. And the medical community, the chiropractic community, these people would say you're crazy that that can't happen. I'm like, yeah, but it just happened. How can you say that something that just happened can't happen because it just
4: happened? Well, you can say it because you want to say it. Oh, good point.
3: Not you can say it's it's true or real. It's like,
0: come right. on, what?
4: You think something has to be true or real if you're saying it? You can say whatever you it, want. It's sort of like, you know, there's a commercial <laughs> on TV about this. You know, this woman says, "Oh, everything on the internet is true," and <laughs> it's like, and I'm dating a, a French model, and this really <laughs> unattractive, overweight, slouchy guy walks up, and and the guy looks, the guy who's her friend looks at him and goes, "You're a French model? Wait." Oui. <laughs> you know it's like he's no more french than you know then french fries are french no more a model than yes. french fries are yes. models yes. yes and it was just amazing to watch you know to see that and realize that people have this point of view that if somebody tells you that's what it is that's what it is but all this stuff about your you know your your body and the way you're supposed to do it i got a big kick out of the you know it's like i went to the the doctor and I had blood tests done, and he says, uh, your cholesterol is high. You better start, you know, doing something about that. Or no, he said, you should have a cholesterol test. And I said, why? He said, well, because, you know, it's like you want to make sure you live longer, right? And your dad died of heart failure, and so did your <laughs> grandmother. So you you better be taking care of yourself. And I said, fine, I am. And he goes, no, 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 you need to have a blood test so you can find out if you're, you know, if if you're okay. And I went, no, I don't. I'm happy. (laughs) What difference does it make? He says, but don't you want to live long? I said, well, I've had a good run so far, and it's like, I'm great. It's like if I died tomorrow, I would be really happy that I had such a great life. (laughs) He goes, no, 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 you you need to live longer. And I go, no, I don't. (laughs) I said, you know, it's like if I'm gone tomorrow, then, you know. But it's this whole thing about being connected to your body in a different way. And for me, it's like I listen to my body, and I ask it, what do you want to eat, body? Because I don't eat. My body does.
3: So this is the beginning of developing a friendship, a communication, a connection with your body. Start asking your body for the things that concern it. And what happens is most of us, our bodies are like this stranger that we just happen to live with. We don't know how they got there. We don't know how we got together. But we're there. We live together. Okay, fine. You go your way. I'll go mine. And never the twain shall meet, if at all possible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so what happens is your body's trying to communicate with you and has been ever since you got this sweet little body. And it's been trying to tell you what it would like to eat. It's been trying to tell you who it would like to hang out with, who it would like to have sex with, who it would like to be around, what it would like to eat, what it, if it wants supplements or medications. It's been trying to tell you all these things, but you haven't been listening. The way to start developing that communication is to ask it, hey, for example, body, what would you like to eat? Yeah. And let's say you're at a menu. At a menu. Let's say you're at a menu. Let's say you're at a restaurant where they have menus. Probably uh, they usually have at <clears> restaurants. Right. Or
4: some places down.
3: This is true. And if you go to Sweden at lunchtime, you get three choices.
2: Do you They're want this, this,
3: or this? And you're like, exactly. Oh, so, I
4: said a lot. I shouldn't have said that. A lot
3: no, ago. no, you're pretty much accurate in certain places in Sweden. But so here's what you want to do: you close the menu, close your eyes, look down, open the menu open your eyes. And the first thing your eyes focus on is usually what your body wants. And you ask it body, what would you like to eat? And what happens is, you know, you'll, when you eat something your body really likes, it tastes great. It tastes amazing. So if you get it it's orgasmic, it, it's orgasmic, darling, orgasmic. So if you eat it and it's not orgasmic, that's not what your body wanted, but that's okay. Cause you got information. You're like, okay, when it feels this way, when it has this energy to it, then that's not what my body wants. Cool. The next time it feels that way, I'm going to order something else. Okay, So what you're doing is you're kind of playing this game of clue combined with this game of memory. Remember that game of memory where you had these cards and you'd flip one over and try to remember where it was so you could match the next one when you flipped it over? That's kind of like that. You're getting these clues as you go along and your body's telling you. And so it's developing this language of the energy of your body that will allow you to be able to listen to it, communicate with it, and have a communion with it.
4: And that's really where you want to be It's in a place where you have that connection, that kind of, inter, you know, connection, communion and being with your body in a way in which it helps everything. That's like one of the things there's a book that, you know, that we wrote called Right Body for You. And we have this wonderful lady, Danielle Carter, who we will hopefully have on one day. And she talks, you know, it's like she actually was a very short girl. She's like, what, five, four. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think she's 5'4. And she's the tall,
3: tallest member of her family. 5'4, 5'5. Yeah. Five, five, and she's the tallest member of her family. Yeah.
4: And it's like, and she, she had, she wore a size, I think she wore a size 18. Yeah, I think she went from an 18 down to an 8. To an eight yeah. Or 16 and, down to a 6. One of those. Yeah. And it's like she went, she dropped all this weight, not by doing a diet. Because by the way, if you say diet to your body. What is your body here? Your, you know, That's the same thing as kill it, kill it, kill my body. Okay. (laughs) so it's like in have you ever noticed it's like when you go on a diet, what you first find out is usually it's like you stop like getting rid of stuff and you start holding on to everything. Your body thinks, oh, my God, I'm going to be deprived. So it starts holding on to everything as though that's the only way it can do anything. And it tries to get a sense of how to be based on not letting anything go. So at any rate, she, she went from a size 18 to a size 8 and uh, about four months just asking her body what it wanted to eat it and eating that. And it's like, and she was going, I was eating, you know, I was eating the candies and lollies and you know, I was eating Doritos. I was and eating m and sometimes. Like, and she said, and M&M's. And she said, and it's like, but the thing is, I always ask my body when it wanted to stop too. And that's the other thing is most of us don't ask. You know, it's like, I, I don't know about you, but I grew up on the clean plate club.
3: Oh, yeah.
4: I got in serious trouble as a kid because they would always say to me, there's starving Chinese children in the world. And I go, can you send it to them, <laughs> especially the Brussels sprouts? <laughs> oh, your mother must have been oh, just. <laughs> I mean, it's like my poor parents. I feel badly for them. They had to have had, you know, it's like I was not the kid they expected to have, I'll tell you. Yeah, I wanted somebody to be normal, average, and real, and that didn't work that out. Was very well. definitely not you. Yeah. So, but that that one
3: thing that you just mentioned is the stop. So, if you get nothing else out of today, it's like other than this thing of starting to communicate with your body, one of the biggest pieces of communication you want to have, especially if you're looking to change your weight, is to look at when your body says stop. If you're looking to lose weight, you're looking to see when your body says stop. For when it's done eating, and yeah. for when it's done eating each thing on your plate.
4: And the easiest way is actually to just eat the first three. Things, everything you eat, without and everything on your plate, with full awareness and not an ounce of communication with anybody else at the table. Right. In other words, it's between you
3: and your, your body and how delicious and orgasmic the food is.
4: Yeah. And, and if the food's not delicious or orgasmic anymore, when it tastes like cardboard, it's time to stop. Your body's done. And it's like, that's a real hard thing for people to get. I mean, it's like, I got a salad today for lunch. And it's like, and I'm eating it, and I take like about 10 bites of it. And my body goes, that's enough. And I go, but 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 we haven't had anything to eat for a long time. That's enough. Okay, fine. That's enough. So I quit eating at that moment. Now, I feel, quote unquote, hungry. No, I feel less than full. And less than full is actually a place that is the space our body would like to be, not a wrongness. And we've been taught to fill our bodies up rather than have that space within our bodies would give us a connection to our body that's far more dynamic.
3: Yeah, we've been taught to maintain a sense of fullness all the time as though if you're not full, there's something wrong. And so when you have this less than fullness, it's actually a sense of space doesn't mean you're... It's a, starving to death. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean you're starving to death. doesn't mean your body's not getting enough. It means it's got this sense of it's actually a creation of a different possibility for a way you can walk around in the world. And what's interesting is people who seem to have a quote unquote normal weight or who don't have a lot of excess in the weight department also don't have too much of a point of view that they need to eat a lot more. It's like they don't, they don't have too much of a point of view about eating food or not. They're like, yeah, they're willing to let it go. They're willing to have it. It Doesn't really matter to them. This is one way to get there is by when you, when you listen to when your body says stop and then realize how great it feels afterwards. And then also start realizing what's going to happen is as you stop when your body says stop, your body will start actually eating the rest of the fat that is around in the different places in your body, because that's what it's there for. Because what happened was a long time ago, okay, when we had to hunt and kill things and et cetera in order to eat or farm it or whatever, there was a lot of times where, where we had a lot of food shortages. So your body learned to store fat as a way of, and I'm sure all of you know this, I'm just giving you the basics here, but as a way of making sure that you didn't starve to death. Well, we don't live in those times anymore. So if you're accumulating excess right now,
4: it's, it's. Are you preparing for the starvation that's yet exactly. to come? Exactly. Unfortunately, I hate to tell you this, folks. I don't think starvation is going to be happening anytime soon. So
3: for those of you who are preparing for the starvation yet to come, Everything that creates all that, we destroy and
4: uncreate Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond.
3: Figured we had to run one process because we're getting close to another break here, my friend. We're very close to a break.
4: I so, think we sh- we could break anytime we want. No, we we're broken. I don't want to be broken. See, I don't want to be Yeah, I know? certainly don't want to be broke.
3: Well, the thing Being is, without money, is not fun. I don't want to be broke either. Don't want to be broken, but I also don't want to be fixed. Oh, yeah. You know Good what I'm point. saying? That doesn't yeah. sound like it'd be much fun. So, anyway. Okay,
4: so let's talk more about being, no, let's talk more about not being broke and, you know, preparing for the rainy day that hasn't ever come, and we'll do that right after the break. Thanks, everybody.
5: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more.
4: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
2: You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to one 346 9141 That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome
4: back, everybody.
3: It's Gary. And Dane. Welcome back to the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America where we are talking about getting a greater connection with your body,
4: and I am so excited, Dane. This is our first ever person to call in. Woohoo! We have somebody calling us. We have from, a first from London, christy It's the amazing,
6: Christie from
3: show. London.
6: Hi. Hi. How are you? We're great. Excellent. How are you? I'm well, thank you, and thank you so much for this pod, for this podcast, and um, or this radio show, whatever you'd like to call it, and everything that you've put out there I've only recently discovered you and it's it's just fantastic thank you thank you
3: thank you that you know that's the best part of our job is hearing things like that so thank you (laughs) (laughs)
6: um I I had a question for you but it's actually more related to what you had on last week's radio show so um I don't know if you want to just get rid of me while you're talking about the body stuff because it's it's It might tie in, but it's a little more related to last week. So um,
3: is that okay? That's okay. Time is irrelevant for us. No problem. Go ahead.
6: (laughs) Well, I've just found in in, um, one of – I can't remember which book it was. I I kind of discovered you guys a couple of weeks ago and downloaded every e-book I could find, and I've kind of saturated myself. Um, What is the difference between – I think Gary said in one of his – something that he wrote – about judging or not judging but um noticing when you're dealing with like a snake or a shark and just noticing that you you will get bitten or burned and sort of being okay with that rather than trying to say well this person's amazing and wonderful and then being upset when it doesn't work out like that how do you stay in that rather than getting into judgment because last week's show was excellent you were talking about you know, get, getting out of the judging so that we can open up to more possibility. But um, I feel very insecure with with um, members of my family of origin actually um, with with doing that because there's you, a pattern there.
3: Have you heard our acronym for family? No. Effed up and mainly interested in limiting you.
6: Excellent. I love that. Do you have that on a bumper sticker that I could maybe put on my car? I haven't even thought of no, bumper but, you know,
2: sticker I'm so yes.
4: glad you said that. We yeah. will soon. Thank you. Okay, good. We'll, we'll take that into consideration as soon as possible. <laughs> Great idea. I <laughs> love so, that. Basically, what it boils down to is you have to acknowledge what is. See, if you yeah. acknowledge what is, you can change anything.
3: And and the difficulty is we've all been made wrong when we acknowledged what was and somebody didn't want to be seen as that, And so what happens is you have to realize that just because you have a quote-unquote negative awareness, in other words, an awareness of where somebody is functioning either from meanness or unkindness or selfishness or abuse, that's not a judgment. That's actually just an awareness of where they're functioning. And you have mm-hmm. to be willing to have that awareness too so that you're not the effect of where they're choosing to function and don't buy the lie that you're in judgment when you
4: have this awareness. Right. Yeah. It's like you you have positive awarenesses. I had this friend who was engaged, and he told me that she was the most wonderful and beautiful girl i you know in the world and mm. I met her. She had this giant witch's nose,
3: and she actually <laughs> had a a witch's personality yeah. to go with it. she was a witch, but that a yeah. B. yeah, but that friend unfortunately <laughs> was me and <laughs> and the thing was because I had this positive i had made this positive thing conclusion and judgment and i didn't think something that was quote unquote positive could be a judgment like deciding somebody was beautiful and perfect i thought was a really nice thing except what it did is it kept me from seeing the unkindness that was in her world it kept me from seeing what was actually there in the person that was actually in front of me so yeah so if you can recognize that when you're having a negative awareness of someone quote unquote It's it's not negative in the sense of judgment. It's simply an awareness that, you know what, this isn't a kind person. This isn't a nice person. And if you can still be an allowance of it, because what it means is allowance is where everything is just an interesting point of view. And so what happens is if you can be an allowance of it and go, wow, this person is a rattlesnake and just be aware that you're more than likely more likely than not that they will bite you if they can, then you don't give them the opportunities to bite you. Yeah. Does that it's help? Like,
6: I mean, yeah, it does help. I just, I, I, I have to trust myself. I think because in my body, I know that this is the case with, with certain members. It just feels like I'm, I'm a black sheep, and if I, if I turn a blind eye to kind of dishonest stuff that's going on, then I can, I can partake in. I don't know the, the sort of financial abundance that's that's in my family but but if I distance myself from it because it feels wrong to me which I I have then I I'm out on my own and I I'm struggling a bit and you know and sometimes I think wow I wish I didn't have that awareness because my life would be so much more comfortable I feel like I've well, cut myself off but I can't I can't give the opportunity to bite because every time I have opened up and thought no 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 these are great people these are honest people things have really really you know backfired on me so
4: it's only one reason to have a family honey
6: <laughs> what's that
4: if you might inherit something
6: <laughs> maybe but
4: you know oh you might you might want to consider the fact that it's like so how much am I willing to, like, you know, kiss a little booty in order to get what I can get here? You well, know, you, uh, yeah, for I'm... For some reason,
6: you might as well take advantage of it. But there's a whole lot of baggage that comes with it, and I—that I, part of me feels like, well, I don't know if I want to sell my soul like that, you know?
4: Only if you make it real that you have to sell your soul. Hmm. It's like you can, yeah. You know, it's like somebody, if somebody, yeah, you know, it's like there's this old story about how this man came to Buddha and he says, okay, I want the, you know, the secrets of life. And Buddha came back, you know, says, come back tomorrow and I will tell you the secrets of life. And he does this three times in a row. And the third time the guy comes back and he goes, you know, it's like, what's, you know, it's like, you promised me to tell me the secrets of life. You haven't done it. I can't believe you're not doing this. And he said, you know what? Your anger is not your gold. And it's like, you have given me the gift of your anger and you have spread it as though it is valuable. And it's like, oh, I mean, it's like just because somebody can get angry doesn't mean you have to receive it.
6: True. So you,
4: yeah. It. They can say whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. But you don't have to buy into you owe anything.
1: Mm.
4: It's like you're trying to buy. It's like it sounds like you might be a tad bit more moral than the rest of your family.
6: Uh, Yeah, maybe.
4: Okay, so to be a moralist means you always have to judge something. And
6: Mm -hmm. the first
4: person you're going to judge is you. Yep. So what if you didn't judge you for what you chose, but chose what worked for you?
6: Okay. Would that make
4: your life easier? Possibly. No, definitely.
6: Yes, yes, yes.
4: Thank you, darling. You're <laughs> judging you right out of existence. That is not working. Mm. Don't judge you. Choose. Okay. That's all you got to do is choose. Okay. So, cool. Okay. And I'm cool. very glad to be able to identify that these people are now the elf and the rattlesnake that they are because mm. at least now you can look at it and go, oh, wow, you're an elf. That stands mm. for evil. Fuck for all of you in the audience. <laughs> don't know. And a rattlesnake is like really pretty to look at, but you don't want to take him home. Yeah. So it's like you look at him, you know, it's like when you have a rattlesnake in your life, what you gotta do is go, Wow, oh, you know what? You are so beautiful. I am so grateful to see you as you are. And walk away. Yeah. And the elf, you just say to him, Wow, you're such an elf. And they think it's a compliment. Mm. And it's like you acknowledge them, they'll change. You don't acknowledge, they won't. Change only occurs when you acknowledge what is, not when you want it to be a certain way.
6: Yep. Okay. Okay.
4: Try that. See if that works. If not, call us back next time.
6: (laughs) Okay. Thank you.
4: Thanks for your call, Chris. Thanks for the call.
6: Thanks for talking to me.
4: No problem. Pleasure.
6: Bye-bye.
3: So we were talking about getting that connection with your body.
4: Yeah. Well, part of what she was talking about is also that's a connection to your body, too. That That awareness. That awareness of when you feel like crap around people. Right. Is a really good indication of your body trying to give you information. And One of the things we always tell people is, you know, your body is basically the cat's whiskers. You know, and a cat always knows what it can get through and what it can't get through based on its whiskers. Well, your body is a, you know, it's a sensory organ that is designed to give you information. Are you receiving it? Are you fighting? And in addition
3: to that, and the thing is, what most people have is their body's given this information, like Christy, for example, and then they fight it or they go, oh, no, that can't be true.
4: Or I shouldn't have that point of view.
3: And then what you do when you invalidate your body like that, then you are correct. It is not true. It, you what, what ends up happening is that's how you cut off your awareness of what your body's been telling you because you go, oh, no, I can't have that awareness. I can't have that information. Yeah, but you're having that information. You need to acknowledge that you're actually getting it, that you're getting it through your body. And that a lot of the stuff you're a lot of the information you get with your body isn't necessarily about the happiness and the joy that's possible because so many people function from the unhappiness and the lack of joy. So how much of the unhappiness and lack of joy have you perceived with your body and decided, I don't want to feel this. This sucks. So you cut off your connection with your body and tried to cut off its awareness and all the awareness it could give you. And everything that is. Times a gazillion. we destroy just and create it, please?
4: Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Ow.
3: Apparently, y'all have been doing that quite a bit.
4: Apparently, y'all are really good at that.
3: <clears throat> In other words, you've been taking your awareness that you didn't know what to do with and trying to cut off all awareness that your body could give you. But if you actually got this idea that your body's there to give you information, what happens is then you can use it to navigate your life. You can use it to navigate to what you'd like because it's giving you the information of, hey, this is heavy, this won't work. This is wonderful. This sucks. It gives you all the information you need to sort of navigate your life and navigate your reality, especially as it relates to your body.
4: See, it's like one of the things that's interesting is like your body does exactly what you say, basically. OK, you know, it's like if you try to override what it wants to eat, it will do its best to, you know, go ahead and eat what you tell it what you want to eat. Right. Even though that's not necessarily in its best interest nor necessarily in your best interest. So how can you do something different? Well, One of the things that is, you know, it's like at one point. It's like I was traveling with Dane and this, this Aussie guy and we were sharing a room and, uh, you know, the, the, the boys would get up in the morning and they'd go into the bathroom and they'd come out and, you know, be all showered and ready to go, you know, ready to start again. But the one guy, Raymond, he would come in and he would go in and his little, uh, budgie smugglers. Those are, you know, little tight bathing suit kind of things, what you slept in. And he would come back out in his, you know, and his new budgie smugglers and you know be basically you know half naked and dane would go into the shower with his t-shirt and his boxers on and come out with a new pair of boxers and a t-shirt actually not on.
3: into the shower into the bathroom into the
4: bathroom yeah just just yeah. so we're clear here okay good so so but it's like i finally went can i ask you a question have you ever been in a locker room and he goes yeah why I said, well, I I get the part about, you know, covering your privates with your boxers. I have no problem with that. But what's the deal with the T-shirt? I don't get what the T-shirt's about. He goes, I have an ugly body. And I go, what? What? I mean, it's like I looked at the guy and it's like, I don't see an ugly body. I see a practically perfect body. And so I said, okay, so take off your shirt, will you? And look in the mirror and tell me what you see and he just ripped his body to shreds now it's like i'm looking at this and i'm going you're kidding me this is what you're saying i said okay so step into my body and look through my eyes at your body and he did and he goes
0: that's what i look like
4: now, no this this was a
3: this was an eye opener for me let me tell you cuz i had been in such judgment on my body my whole life and that's one of those things that we pick up from other people around us is their judgments of their bodies, and we always think they're ours. So, for example, you know, I used to go work out a lot, and I'd be in the gym, and the number of times I'd see a guy there who just looked like he had the perfect body, and he was still in judgment of his body while he's standing there doing bicep curls or bench presses or something or squats or something, going, oh, i got to make my body look better. i got to make my body look better. So this was the energy around bodies that I had. It was what I grew up around. I didn't know anything different. And so for me, I was always like, well, I don't have a good enough body to even show it in public, so I'm going to keep a shirt on it was basically my point of view until this thing with Gary. And I went, wow, it was the first time I'd ever looked at my body with no judgment. And I went, uh, it totally floored me because rather than seeing something that was ugly and wasn't enough and was fat, and skinny in all the wrong places, I looked and went, wow, there's something beautiful there. And so for you, do us a favor. Tomorrow, when you go to look in your body, you know how you, when you go to look in your body, when you go to look at your body, you know how you usually start with a litany of judgment? Just demand that you're not going to just see a stop sign or a hand in front of you and go, no, not, not today. No judgment. And then ask to look through the eyes, ask, what would my body look like if I were looking through eyes of no judgment? And pod and pock everything that doesn't allow it. You know that weird clearing statement we say? Well, you can do the short form of it, which is pock and pod or pot and pock. It doesn't matter. POC and POD, pock and pod or pod and pock, pod and pock everything that doesn't allow it. And then see what it's like and just stand there for a minute and just notice if anything changes. And if something changes, notice what changes. Notice if you actually and and ask yourself that question. If I were looking through the eyes of no judgment, what would my body look like to me? And you'll get a totally different energy if you're willing to have it. And it may take 10 days in a row of doing it. I mean, you've been doing this judgment thing of you and your body for a very long time. Let's change that starting tomorrow using this tool. So,
4: and on that note, Let's go to a break because it's that time again.
3: Exactly. And also, you can connect with us on when is the time and tell us what you want to hear. We'll be back with you in a few minutes on Access Consciousness on Voice America.
4: Live up to your fullest potential.
0: This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
3: Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift.
5: When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads Online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex, and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy and glory. Go to AccessConsciousness.com to learn more.
3: Hi, this is Dr. Dane here. Have you felt different your whole life? A dreamer? A seeker? An outsider? Always wrong no matter how hard you try? What if there's a completely different way of functioning in this reality? What if you, truly being you, could change everything and the world? If you'd like to find out, go to beinguclass.com. Twelve years ago, I was on the verge of suicide, and I came into contact with some amazing tools that changed everything for me. Today, I live a life I couldn't even imagine possible at that time. I have the honor of traveling around the world facilitating thousands of people on how to change their lives with these very tools. I'd like to share some of them with you. Go to beinguclass.com and sign up for my free video series. My gift to you. What if the tools to change everything are available now? In February, you can join me for a three-and-a-half-day intensive class in Hawaii. Are you ready to explore these tools in this energy live? Is now the time? Go to beinguclass.com. You know if this is for you. You always do.
4: Build a better
0: business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed.
2: You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome
4: back, everybody. Glad to be with you here.
3: On the ISIS Consciousness
4: Show on Voice America. So. So, uh, so one of the things that's interesting is like this whole thing with bodies and, you know, how you look at your body with judgment. One of the things I noticed is like one of my daughters likes to watch what not to wear. And so I was watching that with her the other day and I watched this woman who like considered herself fat and dumpy and ugly. And I watched her like, have to go out and get rid of all of her T-shirts and baggy pants and start to actually wear clothes that began to look better on her body. And from the beginning of the show to the end of the show, she looked like she dropped like 30 pounds. Now, I think what she lost is 30 pounds of judgment. Right. But it's like that place where you come out of judgment and start to live from a different choice, everything begins to be better. So let's do this. So how many judgments are you using to create the body you are choosing? Oh, boy. Everything
3: that is, times a gazillion, we destroy you know, and create it, please. Right and wrong, <clears throat> good and bad, pot
4: and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. So how many judgments are you using to create the body you are choosing? Huh. Everything that is times a godzillion, we you destroy to uncreate it all?
3: Riding around good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Oh, my.
4: There's a few of those there, my friend. Yeah, one or two godzillion. So what judgment, judgments are you using to create the body you're choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion, we you destroy to uncreate it all? Riding around
3: good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. <sighs>
4: My goodness, people seem to be in high judgment of their bodies. Gee, I'm so surprised. So how many judgments are you using to create the dislike of your body you are choosing? Mm. Everything that is times a godzillion. We just run on credit all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pot, all nine shorts, boys and meons. Wow. And how many judgments are you using to avoid the body you could be choosing? Mm. Everything that is times a godzillion, we just try and create it all. Right wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and
3: beyonds. Wow. So many more possibilities when you come out of judgment. Man, no kidding, right? Yeah. That's where the possibility actually lies. I mean, and if you've never if you've never even considered this concept, it's like it would be like having a space to actually have some joy with your body, gratitude for your body, um, be able to touch it and actually feel the sensation of it. Be able to stand outside and feel the sun on your skin, and just have a gratitude rather than feeling like there's all these barriers around
4: you. Yeah. Well, one of the things you you did a while back is you had these people put their hand on their on their face. Uh huh. What was that exercise that you taught them? So here's all you do is you
3: just put your hands on your face and feel your hands on your face, feel your face on your hands, and just take a deep breath in. And just notice your body for a moment and just take one more breath in and tell your body, thank you body. For putting up with me because I'm such a jerk. No, don't tell him that. <laughs> and that works too, you know, and just thank your body for putting up with you because you've been such a jerk. Exactly. You know, and, and, cuz i mean let's face it if you had a friend that treated you the way your body treat or the way you've treated your body wouldn't you have gotten rid of them a long time ago so and then just while your hands are in your face just go hey you know what body i'm sorry for every time i've not listened to you for everything you've communicated that i haven't been willing to hear and i'm willing to change it now please help me
4: huh and you can take your hands off your face okay cool now, see, it's like, notice that your body feels calmer and better. Weird, huh? But it's like that little exercise of putting your hands on there and thanking your body for its contribution to your life is a huge place to live from. And it opens the door to greater possibilities with your body than you ever thought were possible. I you know, personally, it's like, it's like, I'm 70 years old, about, what was it, four years ago? Mm. Five years ago, I forget. But at any anyway, rate, it's like, Dane said, Hey, let's go play frisbee at the park. And I went, Oh, I can't pay frisbee anymore. I'm too old. And he goes, Get over yourself. You got a younger point of view than any man I ever met. You know, it's like you're younger than the 30 year olds I know. And I went, Exactly. Eh. He's got more
3: flexibility in his point of view than anyone else I know. And I'm like, Stop acting like you're friggin' old. Get over it now.
4: So we did. So, so we're playing in the park and it's like, and I'm like, and he goes, and I'm like running like an old man. And He goes, What are you doing? Pock and pod, that's points of view. And I did. And all of a sudden, I was like moving like I was 30 years old. And I was reaching out and grabbing the Frisbee and doing all this. Stuff. It was great. It was like
3: one of those movies, you know, where they take a magic pill or fall in love or something. And all of a sudden, everything is different. I mean, it was it was almost like that. I mean, well, I guess it was like that. It was like, it was like night and day. I For mean, me. he went from acting like some old guy. And I'm like, who the hell are you? And all of a sudden, he pocks and the points, pocked and potted the points of view. And all of a sudden, you know, he could throw the Frisbee, he could catch it, he was running. I was like, wow, that's who's been hiding in there the whole time. I see how this works.
4: Yeah, you know, but it's like we buy these points of view about what we can't do more than we do about what we can do, which is insane. But we buy a lot of points of view. So how many points of view have all of you bought that keep you and your body from being the life, agile, joyful thing that would allow you to have fun with it? Oh boy. Oh apparently a lot. So everything you bought, will you destroy and uncreate it and return it all to sender with uh consciousness attached? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Um, so the other thing, a few weeks later, it's like you know, I'd been asking, you know, it's like actually a couple of months later, I'd been asking my body, what do you want to look like body? Because I always wanted to be like the incredible bulk or no hulk. Hmm. You know. And it's like, and no matter what I did, I could go to the gym and work out and I never got more muscle. Nothing ever happened that came out that way. So I, you know, I said, okay, what do you want to look like? And it finally on TV showed me this swimmer's body. I'm going, we can't look like that. We're over 60. We already got the broadening at the hip thing. You know, it's like, there's no way to change that. And it's like my pants had gotten up to size 38, and I'm going, I can't be a 38. This is just not possible, and I would rather, you know, I will have to go on a diet or something because I can't handle this. And so we went to the beach. Dane said, let's go play Frisbee. And I go, okay. Went to the beach. We're playing Frisbee. And I said, body, you know, show me what, you know, show me what you want to look like. Show me how we're going to get there. Because, okay, if you want to look like you're a swimmer's body, no problem. But you got to show me how that becomes a possibility. So we're out there playing in the sand, in the deep sand, running, catching the frisbee. And all of a sudden, my hips went crack, crack, crack. And when I got home, my waist was two inches smaller. And my mm-hmm. body was all the way up and down, slimmer than it had ever been in my entire life. You know, not slimmer, but just like literally it had been more in line with this swimmer's body look. And I was stunned. I went, wow. I mean, if I ask my body, it can show me what to do in order to create it the way it wants to be.
3: So what have you not been asking your body to be, that you truly like it to be, that if you would ask it, would allow it to create it like that for thee? Huh? <laughs> it rhymed. It rhymed. Everything that is.
4: Time's a gazillion. We just run and create a place. and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, man. Now, look, if you ha- if you find any of these things we're doing here, are having an effect on you and your body. Please, you like put them on a loop, do something with them, and listen to them over and over again, or listen to the program over and over again, and watch how it begins to change everything for you, and how you begin to be in better shape, how you begin to have greater ease with your body, and how you start to have more communication with it.
3: Yeah, because once you get that more communication, it it it's the one thing. It's sort of like. Graduating is sort of like learning to write or learning to read. It's that it opens up that many doors for you because then you say, Hey, body, what's it going to take to change this? And then you can actually hear what it says. Like there was a lady who wanted to lose weight and she tried diets left and right. And she asked this. She said, Okay, body, look, I, you know, she got this information from Gary and <clears throat> she said, Okay, body, what's it going to take to actually lose this weight? It was about three weeks later, she was walking in Central Park, and she heard these people talking about a diet. She didn't even know what the words were, but her body just about leapt over the park bench to try to get to where they were talking about this particular kind of diet. It was actually not a diet. It was a way of eating that was different than what she'd been doing. She did this, and she lost, what, 25 pounds in, in a oh, month no, or something? she went
4: from a size 18 to a size 6 Wow in three months. Wow, and there was no saggy skin or anything, which you know supposedly is what's supposed to happen. So it's really amazing because your body knows what it wants to look like. It knows what it's capable of, and unfortunately, and we have done everything we can to override it all the time. And
3: it we knows it all the time. It knows that it's capable of a heck of a lot more than you've ever acknowledged that it's capable of and, cap- and can do. So what we'd like you to do is is have access to that which makes your body feel good, makes you feel good about your body, gives you a connection that allows you to start changing what you want to change, and it creates this space where you actually have more happiness in your body, more happiness in your life.
4: And so there. So, so that's, that's our target. And this is a beginning, okay? Please, this is not the end. Really this is just you know, a start. Just a start. Because there's no way, you know, there's no way that we can give you everything right up front. I mean, we have classes for all of us and we do all kinds of stuff with people with their bodies. And, you know, it's like this wonderful lady, Danielle Carter, who's, you know, with us with the right body for you thing. It's like she's doing classes all over the world and how to get your body in a better shape and a better place so that you have a different possibility and a different reality.
3: Yeah. So you might want to, you know, you might want to pick up the right body for you book. You can get it from accessconsciousness.com. Go to the shop there. Or, um, the book I wrote called embodiment. You can also get that from the access consciousness shop. And or on the you...
4: back is a really good picture that you might enjoy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> let's just say, you know how some people have a headshot. Well, this one is more like a, would you like to give me a headshot? Anyway, it's, you'll, you'll, if you'll see it if you get it. Let's put it that way. But so these are some of the tools that we've created because we wanted people to have the tools at a real easy to, to get to price point. So you can try this stuff out. Not just try it out, but actually use it to start changing your body. There's one 90 year old lady who, who sent me an email after reading the embodiment book and went, man, you know what? Every day I read this book is a good day for my body. Every day I read this book, I get out of bed and I walk without my walker. I'm like,
4: well, all righty then. You go, girl. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's what we would like you all to have is the place where you can enjoy your body, be great with your body, have your body as the, as the gift it is. Because you know what? It's like, if you don't get that this body's a gift, you're gonna to have to come back and do it again and again and again. That's reincarnation, folks.
3: Oh, the joy! So you can connect with us at accessconsciousness.com. You can go to whenisthetime.com and uh, and you can
4: also do it
3: connect with us about Voice the show. In America and or you can send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com and you can also go to my website, which is drdainhear.com, D R D A I N dot com, on accessconsciousness.com and com. there's a free video series there for you to give you some of these tools as our gift to you so there what else is possible
4: so thanks for joining us we look forward to talking to you again next week and uh, we got a new topic but I don't remember what it is so it doesn't matter
3: yeah but we will have a new topic next
4: week we promise yeah, we promise <laughs> thanks everybody so thanks everybody thanks for joining us and
2: we look forward to seeing you again soon